Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of One Mike Night, a podcast that brings you stories of artists and people on their journey, helping to guide, answer questions, and motivate you in the business. You already know who I am. I'm Marcos Luis, and I want to thank you guys all for coming back to another episode and all the support and love you give to the podcast and meeting new people and learning and sharing the inspirational stories. I also want you to make sure you click the bell if you're watching this on YouTube as well as the digital podcast, because I'm dropping episodes now more frequently, not quite as busy as I used to be. <laughs> you never know when an episode is going to pop out. So please make sure you click the bell and uh, subscribe if you haven't. Welcome all the new listeners on the platform, streaming platforms, and welcome all the people who are watching on YouTube. This podcast is under One Mic Night. One Mic Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. And as you've already known from the last episode, One Mike Night Talk podcast that I shared with Liz Menezes and Ashley Elizabeth Green, Stephen Anthony Beasley are now going to be joined with this podcast. So both podcasts will be under One Mike Night podcast. So go there on the digital platform to see it and you can still watch the episodes on YouTube. So with all that having been said, I want to thank you guys for joining me. I have an incredible, incredible guest today. First, I want to give a shout out to the person who introduced me to her. Her name is Eva Cornette, and she will be on the podcast later. She's a life coach and motivator. But my guest today is equally dynamic, and I'm so excited to talk to her. She is an author. She's a mommy. She's a comedian. She's a producer. She's a dancer. She's a bee designer, and she is incredible. <laughs> Please welcome to new Tom to one oh, thank you so much. Thank oh, you so much, God. Marcos. That was a beautiful introduction. I um I was talking to a, a person that I just met yesterday through a really good friend, and she was like, Oh, you're a multi-hyphenate. And I'm like, yo, we need a shorter word to say that because exactly. that's an ugly word. <laughs> that's an ugly word. <laughs> listen, listen, I have questions for you. The okay. first question is cool. who is Tunu Tom? Who is Tanu? Tanu is an angel warrior. Tanu is a woman who is free. Tanu is an artist. Tanu is a visionary. Tanu is um, uh, a being who insists on creating. I'm a being who insists on creating because I believe that creation is the closest that we can get to God or what we can humanly perceive as God, right? right, right. Because we have these <laughs> minute perspectives of what God is and we can only even fathom God through our human experience. Let's, um, let's, I'm sorry, I want to cut you off for one second. What is, what is God for you? What is God wow. for you? And I say that because I, I, I know what it is for me. Yes, yes, but yes. What is it for you? Um... God is a source of all creation, inspiration. God is, God is, God is like everything. Yeah, yeah. God is everything. God really? is not like everything. God is everything. God is my creator. God is a source of light and darkness. God is the most hilarious teacher. God is enjoying <laughs> the way that we come back to that entity, that entity of pure love, that entity of um, of choice, of lessons, of art, that entity of genius, that entity of creation and constant, consistent creation. You know, I was thinking about the systems that God has created on this planet. And I was telling my homegirl, we were at this restaurant and the water just happened to taste mad good. I was like, yo, you realize there's no new water? Like there's no new water. Like the water is, it's, 
there's no new water. Like the water is the water. <laughs> what do you mean? Like on earth, there's no new there's water? There's no new water on earth. The water we got is the water we always going to have, mm, you know? Mm. And of course there's climate change. And of right. course, you know, we have these things about the planet heating up. But the reality is, is that there is a perfect divine system of water, 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 yes, yes, yes. water, water, you know, and water is one of the vehicles of the spirit, right? Yes. I was water, just going to say, which is equivalent to our life cycle. Hello. You know, and as we go, <laughs> we pass away, we come back in another form. Exactly. It's, it's a cycle. It's cyclical. Exactly. And so we were given all these phenomenal ways in nature to to find out what is God. And so that's a, a question that I humbly cannot answer because I do not, I have, would not conceive to say, oh yeah, I know. I do not know. Right. I'm figuring and experiencing and honoring and living that every single day. And my prayer is like, I love people. People are amazing. But if I made God proud and happy, I did a good job. That's right. That's right. You know? God is the answer job. and God is the question. Yo, you hear God, it, right? God is the known and the unknown. That's right. It's everything. That's right. It's That's all right. the forces of nature wrapped up in one. It's he, she, them, they, you, <laughs> me. I, you know, it's all those things. Yes. To me, that's what equals God. Yes, yes. Energy, and right. so much more, right? More. Like we can say unknown, but what could we imagine as being unknown? It's all that too. It's all that too. You yeah. know, it's exactly. like what? exactly. Let's go back. I want to know who you are. We want to know who you are. Where are you your humble beginnings? Where are you sure. from? Yeah. Sure. Well, I would say that my beginnings are not humble. Um my parents very uh, on purpose created me. They very much wanted me and I'm grateful to be of that crew of humans, right? Like that's yeah. a very special crew it of sure humans. Is. It really is. Who were wanted, a who purposeful, purposeful their parents creation. purposely, yeah, they wow. purposely were like, I love you, you love me too. Let's make someone else that we can, you know, honor and love. And so, um, my parents came together during uh, a very important time in history, and there were a lot of things, as there are now, happening politically, happening with human relationships, and they decided that they were going to be purposeful about how we experienced ourselves. I have three other siblings, and um, they wanted us to have a moniker of self-efficacy. They wanted us to deeply love ourselves. They wanted us mm -hmm. to be aware of who we are culturally. They wanted us to know about the planet that we lived on. They thought that it was important that we understood science and also the psychology of the human mind. And so these were all things that were wrapped up into my development as a youth. Um, they were very, very big on us understanding culture, our cultural values. Uh, they were very big on spirituality. They thought, they believed that um, there is one God and that is expressed through different cultures in many different forms. So my parents took us to different ceremonies. We were going to Rastafarian Nyabingis. We went to church. We went to different kinds of churches. We went to the mosque. We went to um, Buddhist uh, uh retreats. We did a lot of different religious activities so that we could see what was there and the way the different ways that people worship the most high. So, and so I believe, I, I'm sorry, in retrospect, what kind of effect did that have on you? Oh my God, How so that, dope. Mm -hmm. So dope because right. So a few things. Um at the time it was like I was the weird girl that that wasn't necessarily connected to urban culture because, oh, we, we grew up in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I wasn't necessarily connected to urban culture. I understood it, I experienced it, but there, it was it was an aspect. It wasn't the thing that I was implanted in and didn't see, I, I had a, I, it gave me a bird's eye view. It gave me a bird's eye view of the culture that I existed within. And oh it gosh. also, it, it gave me roots and wings. Mm, mm, so, yeah, um, yeah. 
I was, I was, I'm, I listen, I will, I will throw on a pair of, you know, Air Force Ones with some baggy jeans right. in a second, but I can also rock my gala and my, it's all like, it's all me, you know, it's you like might you see were. me with a feather in my hair representing my native Seminole ancestors. So, um, we, we as humanity are one. And I started my company called Art Mommy Inc. because I wanted to bring back the honor of the, the creative power of the first mother, right? And doing that through my artistic work, my artistic activities. So, yeah, I feel like there's, um, there's so much oneness that we may all be missing out on. There's so much connection that we all can participate mm -hmm. and can participate in through the arts, right? Right. And it's an honor to be an artist. I I actually had a moment one day recently, like maybe about two weeks ago, and I was just like, oh my God, I'm this I'm allowed to do this work. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's how much you think of me. Oh man. <laughs> This, this is a profession you chose. This is a profession we chose. And whether we're successful, we are successful by what we put out and what we approve for ourselves. But, you know, whether we're getting financial gain from it or not, it doesn't matter because we have a message with whatever medium we're working in to put out there. So if we feel good about it. That is what our success is. Yo, but this is the thing that I realized early in my work. I realized that, well, a few things. I, I believe in making a lot of money. Like, I'm fine with that, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm fine with making a lot of money. Um, I'm fine with making money that is worth the work that I've done, right? Sure. And sure. so I think that's amazing to do that. And I, I, it's just wonderful. You know, I think everybody has their ebbs and flows when it comes to that, or, or maybe it's not. Maybe it's like a permanent thing, right? So I've been very blessed and gifted in that aspect. But something that I was thinking about was like, yo, why would I have a perception of success being on an equal value with a system that stole people to make money? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> There's a you thought. you you stole people and right. you built an empire, and I'm comparing my idea of success to that value. Right, right. <laughs> Never. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. It's I never thought about it that way. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's laughable. It is. It is laughable. You know, and I think that it's important for artists to really recognize that the life that we live is our first piece of work. And the way that we care for our vessel, our vehicle, our vehicle and our vessel, the vessel of the spirit and the vehicle of our art, the way that we care for and honor it is the way that we're performing for our most high God, right? And I'm not saying my life is a show and I'm not saying my life is play, a play because I don't mm -hmm. play with my life, but I am having fun. But what I will say is like, my duty is to create before God and everything else unfolds. Like, I'm like, oh, thanks, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think and that, you know, a lot of times people get into, you know, a situation where they want to be passionate about their art and what they do, but they also need to have some kind of financial gain. You got to eat, got to live, you know. Yeah, we can, we can you know, uh, uh, make everything minimal. But we still got to, you know, be able to enjoy and be able to continue to create things in our medium and buy the utensils we need to create, you know. So success is, it's all relative. It's what you feel, you know, is success for you. Absolutely. You know, I have no problem. You know, I, it is no secret that I have a nine to five job, but mm -hmm. I still make the time to follow my passion. I'm on Absolutely. stage. I do the podcast. I do these things because that's where my passion is. And that's where I feel successful. Whether yes. I have financial gain or not, you know, it'll come. Maybe it'll come. Maybe it won't. Yes. But I know that I have a message. I have a voice yes. that I'm putting out into the world that I'm sharing other people's stories that inspire. Yes. That is my, that's my purpose. Yes. And, and I, this is the thing that I think is really interesting, right? What I think is really interesting is when artists come together and actually have conversation about like, how yes. do you make 
Right? Like that's that's interesting. That's important. That's empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm grateful because I've been making money selling my book. You know, um, that's been an honor, and I'm so grateful for all of the schools, all of all of my friends who have you know positions as teachers and guidance counselors who've invited me into their schools. All of the people who have purchased my book online, I am so so very grateful to just the ability and the the worldwide reach that the book has had. You know, um, let's let's talk I'll about say, the book for a moment. I, sure, I'm sorry, a little side sure. The name of the book is uh, it's an unexpected, an unexpected new dream. Yes, yeah. yes. Tell us about yes. the book. The book is a, oh, wow. Okay, so the book is a a portraiture of Nina Simone's childhood. I started studying Nina a while back because she just, hearing her just grabs every single thing inside of my soul, you know? And um, she's one of the few, one of the few artists, I would say there are about seven or eight artists that I utilize as I call them my 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 ancestors, my artistic ancestors, right? And so they're people that I I say that their life has created a path and I'm continuing on in their legacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um so I'll focus on Nina Simone. She stopped me in my tracks. And when I first heard her, I'm I'm ashamed to say I thought she was a man. And I'm ashamed to say I didn't know she was even playing the piano. Mm, and really? I'm ashamed to say that I'd heard her voice in so many things, but never identified her as one being, you know? And it was right. like, I would hear that voice on a commercial or in the end of a movie. And I'd be like, oh, you know? But then I realized like who she was. And so I started studying her feverishly and I learned so, so much. And um, give us a couple of give the people uh, a couple of key points about Nina Simone because I you know I know a lot of the younger generation have no idea. Yo, Nina is dope. Yeah. Yo, so she she's she's literally an activist, an artist. She's a mother, a world traveler. She's a musician, a vocalist, a dancer. She's just all these wonderful things. But the thing that I highlight in the book is that. She was studying when she was young to be the first black female concert pianist. And she studied for hours and hours and like just years. And she put her heart and soul into it. And um, it's so interesting because (laughs) Jay-Z says you was who you was when you got here, right? Mm, Yes, yes. (laughs) And Nina, at eight years old, she made a protest. She was at her her recital. She had a teacher named Miss Mazzy that trained her in classical music. And she was at her recital and her parents had planned to sit in the front row. And her town was a town that was like a, it was like a, um, how do you, like a, like a resort town. That's a town that she lived in. And um, so, you know, it was black people and white people, but it was still segregated. Very small, close knit town. Her parents were moved to the back row. And she at, the age, her young age, she was like, I'm not playing the piano until my parents are put back where they belong. I know that's right. I know that's now, right. Now, the amount of young courage, age, right. the amount of courage that it had taken for her to do that, you know, and then we look back and we say, this is a woman that wrote Mississippi Goddamn. And this is a woman that wrote Young, Gifted, and Black. Yes. And yes. this is a woman that performed worldwide and was lauded worldwide the seed of who you are is within you. It's our job to nurture and cultivate and sprout those seeds, you know? And interestingly enough, she it wasn't on purpose. It wasn't on purpose that she's like, yeah, I'm going to fight for my people. It happened through relationships, right? So she's friends with Lorraine, Lorraine Hansberry. And mm. she's friends with, you know, James Baldwin. And she lives down the block from Megger Wiley Evers. You know, and Malcolm X is her neighbor, like her neighbor, like her kid, her kid and Malcolm X's daughters grew up together. Like there was a time when she went AWOL and her kids stayed with Betty. Her daughter stayed with Betty. That's incredible. You know, and so we look at ourselves and we think about legacy and we look at ourselves and we think about justice and where do we fit? And my voice is too small. 
And it's literally about relationships like yours and mine. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It's very simple. It's very simple. Absolutely. And we think it has to be about a megaphone on a giant platform. Yep. And all it has to be is about self-respect and truth, exactly. you know, and creation. <laughs> and one small thing that one person did. Just. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The snowball. And, you know, there you have it. Because it's the truth. It's the truth. Like, yeah. The truth don't. The truth don't go away. Right. It does not. It can't even try. If you want it to go yep. away, it cannot mm -hmm. go away. It's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to be heard. <laughs> try to cover it up, but it's still there. Yeah, it's absolutely. Still there. Yeah. So I'm just grateful to um be able to tell this story. This book is such a, it was such a, an honor because honestly, I've never met my illustrator. We communicated the entire um COVID online on the telephone and and we pretty much I gave him ideas of what I wanted the book to look like and he just an amazing amazing young man his name is uh Chris White and um I wrote this book actually I want to say like 10 years ago really yeah it um it you was something book, you have the book there yeah here it is show, show us the cover sure it's called an unexpected new dream okay yeah beautiful yeah, I wrote it about 10 years ago. I'll read you guys a snippet from it. Please do. Yes, of course. But, um, and it, it, it was just something that I was going to do. And it just, you know, like, okay, I guess when the time was right. And COVID was like, right now. <laughs> COVID was like, yes, right now. That's it. That's it. That COVID. We talked about this, I think, in almost every episode. COVID was the worst of times and the best of times. If you were an artist, if you had ideas, if you had a business to to, to you had been thinking about, you yeah. had the time to do it. And shame yeah. on you if you didn't do it. You know, and it's interesting because I won't say shame on you, but this is what I will say. What I will say <laughs> is I, 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 I finally learned how to mind my business. What do you mean? I didn't know, understand the essence of minding my business. Like COVID was like. Like minding your business. Sit down. Not and like minding mind, your business, but minding mind, your business. Yes, and yes, mind your yes. business. Absolutely right. You know? And That's it's what like, I was trying to say. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's Absolutely. such a blessing because I learned who, who am I. Absolutely. Who I'm not. What yes. I don't move with. Yes. Like my boundaries. Um, I learned so much about what's important to me. You know, my values got deepened. I'm just like, ooh. And and then now, now it's like every I I wrote a prayer for myself during that time. But one of the lines in my in my prayer is every choice is a launch pad of ample plentitude all right so it's like each and every choice that i make has the capacity to create something bigger more abundant more beautiful more more of a full spectrum life for myself you know and my everybody everybody listen to this podcast make sure you got your notepads out because you're <laughs> dropping gems left and right yeah, Take notes. it's, important. it's so important right. it because if we all commit as artists, as human beings, I believe human beings are artists, right? Right. And and at, at our rawest form, that's what we are. And we get told to do something else and we listen or we don't, right? Or we listen a little and we don't a little. What, whatever we choice we make, is that's it. But um, I think about like, oh, I'm co-creating this with my God. Okay, so I have a huge responsibility. Mm -hmm. All right, so that means I have to watch my thoughts, my actions, my deeds. I have to be aware of my intentions, and I have to drink a lot of water. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's so right. So just, That's just right. thinking about those things That's are, right. like, super important. But I wanted to just show a few of the pictures. Yeah, yeah, please show some pictures. Yeah. And the poem, the, the book came out in poetry form. Like, I just wrote it one day. It was like oh my god like I knew all this stuff about Nina and it was just like oh my god let me get a paper and a pencil so I I, I would say it was like not even I wrote it yes but it came it felt like it came through me not yeah. like oh I'm doing this thing right now you know 
Um, so I'll just read this starting from this page. Little Eunice Wayman came into this world with a gift. At just three, she climbed the piano bench without a lift. With precision, she played the mellow sound of her mama's favorite gospel song. The melody touched mama's heart as she smiled and hummed along. That actually oh, happened. Wow. She wow. found out her mom found out she could play the piano at three years old. And she played her mom's favorite song. And so you can imagine, you're like, I'm here cleaning people's houses and and I'm a gospel preacher on the weekends, you know, because she would her mom would go to different churches and preach. And she's like, but I have this virtuoso child. You know, what am I gonna do with this? You know, and her mom had the foresight to continue her training. So her mama cleans houses by day. Her calling was a traveling minister. Her sisters played tambourine and sang along. They were great contributors. The whole family had talent. They worked together and before long, she energized people with every note, helping them feel good through song. Beautiful. Put them at church. Beautiful. <laughs> the illustrations are killer. The oh, words are killer. Yeah. And so talent means work to blossom. They all would agree. Now, I just want to stop there for a moment. Talent needs work to blossom. Talent needs talent work, needs work to, to blossom. blossom. Yeah. Talent needs work to blossom. Talent needs work it to sure blossom. Does. Now, we could call it work. We could call it play. We could call yeah. it. There's so many things we can call it, you know? And anyone who's watching this, I want you to buy my book. I absolutely do. But if you're an artist, I want you, really want you to remember to blossom your work, right? Talent needs work to blossom. Yes, yes. You know you have talent. You can feel it. You know yeah. when you make something that's like jaw-dropping, you know? You know when you have an idea that's like, oh, nobody's ever done that. Right. You know, you know when you're like, oh, sweat, hold up. And so really... If we want to be real about it, Marcus, all we have to do really is be like, okay, so I need this money. How do I get it to make this thing? And to make this thing, I have to cultivate myself. Right? I have right. to cultivate myself. You have to cultivate, have to cultivate yourself, cultivate right. Yeah. The channel, the vessel. And I have to drink my water. <laughs> Recycled from the earth. Back. Right. <laughs> Make good choices. Uh -huh. Mind my business. Mind my business. Yep. Mind <laughs> right? my business. Yep. And stay connected to my my talent. It's my gift. That's right. You think about God gave you a gift. Right. You, we hear that. We hear that word. Oh, God gave him a gift. Oh, Beyonce's got a gift from God. A, 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 what is a gift from God? Yeah. What is that? Like, what is what that? What is it? Yeah. You know, and if you and don't so think that say, these people haven't worked to make it more perfect or make it oh, better, or you know, yeah, of yeah. course they did. But 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 also, we have the capacity. We have the capacity to do that work. Play. We have to do that. We have to. That's the only real shift that will happen. If you think about it, artists are the only people that can transcend race. We transcend class. We transcend culture. We transcend every single barrier just in our daily lives. Mm, yes. Every single one. Right, right. Artists, that's what we are. And so if we're not honoring the actual gift that God gave us, which is our talent, with work, attention, focus, cultivation, and giving it that ample plentitude, we can't expect to live a full-spectrum life. And so we see, oh, that person has that, and they do this, and they flew there. But our flights are literally our cultivation of our talent. Absolutely. You're absolutely you know? right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So it's Perfect just an answer. honor. But I'll continue. So talent needs work to blossom. They all would agree. Miss Mazzy gave Eunice formal training for a reasonable fee. Eunice knew church songs and she kept them close to her art. Miss Mazzy introduced her to Bach, Beethoven, and Mozart. And so Miss Mazzy's home was like across the track and she would have to get there and she would realize like, oh, oh, this is how my town is segregated. Right? And she would see that her side of the same town 
was different quality of houses and homes. And Miss Mazzy's side had another quality of homes, right? Listen, it, go ahead. Isn't it interesting how other cultures add value to our lives and to yes, our human self? Yes, yes. And, and at her old grown behind age, writing her autobiography, she's thanking Miss Mazzy. Absolutely. And the love that Miss Mazzy showed her and the gentleness and kindness that she taught her with. And she would perform her recitals and that would pay Miss Mazzy. Because her mm -hmm. mom, after a certain point, and dad, they couldn't afford to couldn't afford keep it. her in these classical classes, right? And so um, it's just very interesting how we look with one lens and then we exist with a whole nother one, you know? Right. And it's interesting how we put in our minds what we think is the truth, but our heart knows a whole different truth. You know, the electromagnetic power of your heart is literally six feet. Right. Like the exact and distance they told us to stay away from each other during COVID is the elect literally how far your heart power goes on this physical plane. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and what if what if we led with our hearts? No, ain't no what if we over here doing that. <laughs> you know? What what if? I mean, just in the world, what if everybody did? Let's go. That's what Let's we're go. doing. That's yes, what I'm, I'm saying. That it is be a whole goal. different world than what we're living in now. And it's so it's so beautiful. It. It's so beautiful because I think that this is when we talk about when we start talking about choices, like when we start talking about the choices we make as artists, that's those are the kind of things that we have to be on the forefront of absolutely because when we're cultivating a gift from god i'm mm -hmm. I, i'm gonna keep going back here because this is yeah, just where yeah. i'm at today like i can't i have to cultivate my gift from god with god in mind and god is love and my actual heart center about i think maybe nine years ago i promised to live a heart-centered life it has been the most powerful journey of my entire consciousness you know, it changed the way I mother. It changed the way I experienced my perceived enemies, mm. personal and, you know, ephemeral, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in my head <laughs> or enemies that are literally going against me, you know, in my life that I perceive as going against me. It changed so much about me and it changed so much about the way I chose to experience things. I'm not perfect by any means because it sounds like, oh, you got it together because you live in a heart-centered life. Ooh, ooh, woo, woo. It ain't no, that. <laughs> it's not that. It definitely isn't that. It definitely isn't that. But it's the commitment to keep, keep coming back to Absolutely. that center. Absolutely. Right? And it's like, yo, oh, oh, Listen, I was thinking crazy. Oh, but I'm back. <laughs> we don't have control over a lot of things in our lives, but yeah. our perspective, Perspective we have control over yes, the yes, way we yes. view life and the way we view other people and situations we have control over that yes so yes. that can change your entire experience of life yes 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 That's the key. it's it's so interesting because you know i i think about having a gift and not having a gift mm -hmm. right and there's 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 the people that we look up to, we see something special inside of them. And I think of the importance of knowing that that something special is reflected in us, mm, you know? Yeah. And so um, some time ago I had a vision, I was at a Broadway play and it's, it's a play that's no longer on Broadway right now. It was a play called Ain't No More. And, um, the, the vision that I had in this play was that people, instead of clapping, the audience would say the person, the artist's name that they related to and also say their own name. So instead of the sound of, you know, this rolling sound of applause, right. there's different voices with different names reflecting each other back and forth, you know? Hmm. And when we speak our names, it speaks power to our life because it's the sound that represents the, the entire, our whole entity manifests on earth, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I say to new Tom, it's like, oh, that's you. 
Right? Yeah, right. And it has a certain energy that goes into it because of what my parents wanted me to represent. They had right. to choose that for me. And I lived into it and lived through their idea and created my own and lived into it and lived through. And it's this cycle and the reverberation of sound energy that that is my name. Right. right. Yeah. And so instead of applause, it's just like this blank thing, like an ocean. We don't know what's in there. Just the sound of the names reverberating back to one another. And it's like hearing your name as an artist, seeing your name as an artist. We think, oh, it's the lights, it's the billboard, it's the bright. It's just the reflection of light, of what God has given to us, of our Absolutely. spirit. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we don't desire to see, oh my God. When I seen Beyonce on concert, I was just like, she's amazing. I love her. It was it was a whole thing, you know? And I was just in awe because of her work ethic. I could just see the work. Right. And I could the hear work. the work, you know, and the study and the vision. And then I, 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 I am so grateful to have had that experience, you know? And that's one level of someone who touches many, many people's many lives. Many people, yeah. Right. Right? Right. And then I think right. about when my daughter brings home artwork, right? And I let's, say- Let's talk home. about that. Let's talk about you and your daughter, the relationship yes. between mommy, the artist, and yes. the daughter who is maybe now an artist. Well, I think we're all born artists. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, we are all born artists. And so I cultivate that inside of her. I cultivate her creativity. And I have two children. One is Michael Omar and one is Suleka Zayile. We call her Cookie. <laughs> um, Love it, yeah, love it, love it. but with the children, it's important that not only they express their creativity through artistic forms, dance, music, mm -hmm. art, coloring, painting, but they also recognize that the choices they make are a part of their art. The way that they speak to one another is a part of what they're creating. Um, the way that they perceive themselves, the way that they perceive one another, the way that they experience plentitude is a very important part of their development for us. Um, my husband and I, we were both given a lot in terms of culture, and we were both given a lot in terms of understanding who we are as people, as African people in America, as Native people in America. And... Um, it's been an honor to teach them, to learn with them, to grow with them, to um, to watch them experience life. You know, it's like <laughs> it's a it's a learning process for you as well. Yo, it's right? dope. Yeah, yeah, it's so dope. It's yeah. so dope, and it's a lot of work. Oh my god, I be talking work, a yeah. lot to my kids. I be talking, we be talking a lot to our kids. Yeah talking and communicating and then and we that's important that is so important yeah, yeah, yeah. talking to your kids <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah talking to your kids yeah yeah, yeah. i was having a, a joke with a friend of mine he's a drummer he said he was talking to some girls that he knows and he's like this is during the whole coronavirus and he's like he's like they said i don't even know my kid i don't even talk to my kids some of them texting their kids mm -hmm. in the house I'm not judging this, you know? Everybody yeah. has their own way to Absolutely. utilize technology. Yeah. I'm saying this to say, we have a desire to be seen, right? We have a desire to be acknowledged by other human beings. That's, a, that's an in, that's an innate in, quality. Yeah. that's an innate, thank yeah. you. It's an mm -hmm. innate, innate quality that we have as human beings. I right. feel like if we didn't have that quality, we'd be one person on a planet, right. you know? And that, that could very well exist somewhere in the universe. You know, one being on the planet and that's your life. But we are put here to reflect one another, to encourage one another, to learn through one another. And um, the blessing is like, that ain't no judgment. How you how you rear your children is what you can give them, what you have the capacity to give them. At the same time, it's our human responsibility to constantly be growing, constantly be learning, constantly right. be uplifting but um, it's hard. It's hard too sometimes when you haven't been taught that or you haven't had that experience as a parent yourself, because we all already know the challenges that we people of color in this country have had and other places, you know, systematically, we maybe haven't been taught that connection, you know. Yeah, so I agree. I agree. We struggle with our own problems, 
you know? So me connecting with my child, I'm saying, for instance, may not be in my capacity as a parent because I didn't have that growing up. Yeah, that's true. But you know what else is in your capacity? Hmm. Your phone is right in your hand. That's in your capacity. And so we complain about technology, some of us, but everything is learnable. Everything is learnable right now. And that's why it's about, for me, I think of intention, right? Because if I have the consciousness to know that my child came from an action that my body did, male or female, there was an action that your body did to make a person. Yeah. You did something to make a person. (laughs) But not everybody's there. You know what I mean? No, it's not. It's fine. It's fine to not be there. But now you're here because you're hearing this word. And that's fine. You're hearing these words and you did that. And that's amazing. And now what do we do? And and it's not just even about parenting, right? It's about like, how do we choose to relate to one another with all the challenges challenges that we've had? Yo, I'm going to say this. What if our challenges were literally only to make us be more dope? Yeah. And we really looked at it like that every single day. Like, oh, thank you. I'm popping. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, Devon Martin, oh, we're good. This, these are the challenges that we have in today's society. I mean, you know, we, we're like you said, we're on the social media. We're on, you know, it's it's the instant gratification. It's the, you know, I hate to say it, it's the booty popping. It's the, you know, all the stuff that's that people are tuned into the pop culture. It's not really human connection. We're not talking to each other. You have five kids, five teenagers now sitting in a room. Everybody's on the phone. Ain't nobody said a word. To, they probably sitting right next to each other, texting each other. They're not even talking. They're not even communicating because that's where we are. Their parents aren't even well, talking. Well, they are communicating. They're communicating. And I think that it's important for us. Well, I'll say this. We definitely did things that our parents were like, what are y'all doing? Sure. And then they definitely did things that their parents were like, right. what are y'all doing? Right. Very good things. Like my, my grandmother was getting flipped around in the Savoy, like panties showing, like... Yeah. You know, yeah, I, and my I, I, dad I was not feeling it, right? Like at all. But mm-hmm. now we look back at that footage and we're like, "Oh, this is so cute that Lindsay hopping around, and she could have been beaten for yeah. that." You know? True. Yeah. And so I think it's important to keep things on a timeline trajectory, which is also why I put a timeline in the book. But it's important to have the bird's eye view of a timeline trajectory, right? right? Because I had to sneak and listen to Little Kim. And now when I listen to the little Kim I was listening to when I was 14, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I would die if my daughter was listening to this. You right. know? And <laughs> trust me, it's, it's 10 times like, worse okay. now, too. But yeah. it's 10 times worse now, too. Well, than, but this is, what Kim, but yes, this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I think that that's why it's important that we just keep a line of communication, you know, and know that we're powerful enough. Living our lives is a powerful enough example our children to be drawn back to absolutely you're right like i'm i'm kind to my children like i literally tell my kids when they hurt my feelings and they don't like to they don't they rather not listen to me than hurt my feelings you know like they don't want to hurt mommy's feelings they they want to take care of me and make sure i'm fine but this is a relationship of deep love and heart sense of living that we've cultivated as a family unit you know, and that takes so much time and energy. And also the beautiful thing is that people who vibe with that vibe with us, you know, and we'd be just like rolling and our community is growing and getting more powerful and our friends are moving into more powerful places, you know, like we know politicians and judges that my children literally call auntie and uncle and goddad, right. godpa, you know, these are people that we grew up with. They're, they're not our family, but they're our family, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so what I'll say is, I think it's very important, very important for us to really see what we are instead of looking at what they're not. Because they're, the kids are fine. Like, they're fine. They're absolutely fine. They might not look like us. They might not express like us, mm-hmm. but they're okay, you know? <laughs> and if they're not okay, they're going to get what they need to be okay. We hope. I, I mean, they will. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not so there with you we on that. Gotta spend more time with us. I'm, okay. I'm not. Yeah, but listen, I'm talking about in general. If this was the case, we wouldn't have these mass shootings. If this was the case, we wouldn't have all, you know, 
the problem with all, you know, the drugs going rampant now. And, uh, you know, I think we're at a different time. We hope the kids are okay. We do, like you say, we need strong relationships with our kids to make sure they're okay. I'm not sure three years of COVID has created a whole nother situation on the kids. You know, I, I have a, a, a 20, a 26 year old, you know, younger brother. I, I hope he's okay. You know, three years That's- where... You know what, what I'll mean? Like say, there are a whole bunch of things that are going on. What I'll say is it's not a whole bunch more than what has been going on for the past hundred years. It's just a whole bunch more in terms of what we have access to knowing about. Right. And I'm not trying to be mean, right? But what I am trying to say, what I am going to say, I'm not trying to say, what I'm going to say is mind your business. Because really all you have a responsibility to is your brother, right? And as Mm -hmm. your story with him is cultivated and braided into the fabric fabric and the fiber of what you are, that maximizes power, strength, unity, and humanity. My, I don't disagree with anything you said. You're, you're 100% right. But what I'm saying is in the bird's eye view of history, like shit, it been popping. It has, it has. It been popping. It been popping. I I just feel like- Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I have an aunt who at 12 years old would cut school and sit in on Black Panther trials at 12. Right. She was 12 making that decision. Yeah. You know, um, and that's kind of the, that's the legacy that I come from, right? Uh, what I'll say is we can generalize, but I think generalizations are very dangerous because we become a culture of generalizations and celebrity. So it's like the general are low level, low power entities and people who can't really do anything and then there's this huge uh entity that has power and control it's not, it's not like that and the reason that i know it's not like that is because mad mad people of color were surprised many people of right. color were surprised when barack obama got into office surprised yes 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 yep surprised. right now what did i say about <clears throat> You know, what does that say about power and efficacy and, and understanding? Now, I I study politics. I've learned about politics. I still don't understand politics in American culture. I don't understand why the ball goes this way and why people are still holding on to these ideas, certain ideas. I don't get it. It don't make sense to me. It's not human. But what I will say is I've cultivated an understanding that helps me not be stressed out about why people are killing each other in schools. I understand that very well. I'm clear about the the inability of certain citizens to let go of the power of the gun. I understand why they won't. And my humanity extends to them because if that's what you really feel protects you, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen, I that's a whole nother conversation. We could go deep on that one. You know, we could go deep on that one. We really could. And what I'll say is I'm so grateful for true protection. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm so grateful for true power. Right. I've shot guns. I've gone to the gun range and shot guns. I know what that power feels like. I know what the best gun is for my body to shoot accurately. Mm-hmm. I've had that training. But I still know that that's not no real power. Right, it's not. It really <laughs> that's isn't. That's not no real power. But if you are of the ilk that that is your real power, then woe to you, you know, and woe to your consciousness. And, you know, my prayer is that you are able to uplift and release because that ain't true power. That's not true power. It's not true power. It's you not. know, killing is not true power. Not at all. Not at all. So my prayer goes out to all of the people that have lost their lives and also all of the people that have taken lives in those type of incidences. My prayer goes out to all of the people that have been affected by the knowing of that, um, us included, you know, that we are healed right. and made and unafraid. This this goes back to what I was mentioning earlier. It's a reflection of the time that we are now. Yes, things have yes. happened, you know, in the past relatively, you said, you know, grandmother swinging at the Savoy you know, and being or being a Black Panther and being there in that situation, those are all relative to that time period. But we're right. talking about, you know, you're talking about gun control relative to now, relative mm-hmm. to the fentanyl situation. You know, these things are mm-hmm. equally, if not more detrimental, you know, in an instant way. Well, I don't call them detrimental. I call them lessons. 
And the reason that I call them lessons is because we have to remember that time is not linear. And I think that we kind of, if we were paying, I was paying attention to time during COVID. <laughs> it was an interesting phenomenon for me. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, so time is not real. <laughs> what, <laughs> what time is it? What day is it? I, there's nothing to bounce this time against. Like what, <laughs> where am I, right? I, there were some days like that. Um, and then I really started uh, connecting with, my eternal life, my eternal soul. Um, I started connecting with the fact that there's there's no end to where we exist. Like it's only cycles, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we are able to look at the cycles of our lives and how we've shifted in the cycles of our lives, then we can look at that in a larger scale, like the cycles of our humanity in the, the city, in this town, in this borough, in this culture, in, in this country, in the world, like the cycles of our lives in the world. And so, yeah, things are seemingly speeding up because we have the access to tools that like I ain't sending you no message in a bottle right, to get yeah. across from Wumpity to Wumpity. No, exactly. I'm sending you a text message. A text message. Hey, where's the yeah. link? You know? Exactly. Yep. So we're experiencing time in that way because we have tools that help us to get more information. But I'm not gonna make the tool that I use to get more information make me crazy about the time. Right. Because that don't make sense. That don't serve me. Right. We I can. decided. Everything yeah, that I back has to serve me. And I just don't feel comfortable feeling unsafe. I know that God did not put me here to feel unsafe and scared and skittish and out of control. If eight-year-old Nina could have stood up in front of a whole room of white people and been like, I'm not, I'm not continuing this concert until my parents are put back in their front seats. And her own mama was nervous because she knew what the clan was. Yeah. There's no reason for me to really respect my artistic ancestor, who is Nina Simone, and look at my grown life and look at her young life and not be able to apply the lessons appropriately and accordingly. Let me ask you this. Where's uh we're gonna shift the conversation just a little bit, but where yeah. where does where does this perspective come from for you for you? Where does this perspective of life and the way you look at life come from? Well, I I I believe I'm one of God's favorite daughters, like. I don't know who y'all, <laughs> I don't know who you wake up with every day. <laughs> I don't know. know. Let them know. <laughs> I can't say it's my, it's, it's my connection. I talk to God like, yo, what do this mean? What I'm supposed to learn? Tell me where to go. Literally tell me what to do because I, this don't make sense. And I get the answers that I need. Cause I'm genuinely asking cause I want it to make sense. Cause I want to grow and I want to do the right thing and I want to understand and I want to learn and I want it to work for what I need. If it doesn't work for what I need, I'm not giving it no attention cause my attention is my power. Are you dumb? Right. Yeah, Why would yeah. I sweat something that's not helping me? Yeah, that's true. We got to think about ourselves differently. If our talent really is a gift from God, if it really, you really, 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 really believe that. A gift, from, a gift God? from God? Yeah. You got a gift from something you don't even understand that made everything. And you want to pay attention to something that don't serve you in creating and manifesting that gift? Oh, I'm crazy. Pick oh, we're choose. crazy. Yes, yeah. You definitely. And then when you say, oh, I'm crazy, then you could be like, all right. So now, because I know that I'm not well, help me heal, Lord. Help me here, God, because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to focus this gift. I don't know how to cultivate my life to serve the gift you gave me. Teach me how. I believe that we could all start with teach me how. Even if you don't believe in God, that's your business. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's, that's, that's absolutely your absolute right and power. Do it. But but be humble to the way that you 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 are getting the the things that you need, right? Like, what am I supposed to be learning right now? How am I supposed to do this? Ask those questions in genuine uh, 
and in genuine optimism of receiving an answer, right? Because that's the other side of it. It's like, ask, ask, yeah, ask. you know? But we be, honestly, Marcus, we be scared. Right, right. We be scared. We and, be like, no, nah, that's you not just, true. Listen, you just said another word too, optimism. Yeah. We, you know, do we have optimism? Yeah. Do people have that? And how are you looking at your life? It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. What's your perspective about life and how you're viewing life and what yeah. life means to you? Well, I'm going to tell you why I try not to use that word because it got played for a fool. That word I, optimism I got mean. played for a fool because what people, what, and it actually didn't happen in this time. It actually happened like in the 60s, right? where people are like, oh, ha, 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 tree hugger, ha, 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 rose-colored glasses, mm -hmm. ha, 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 it's not real. When the movement of the 60s changed the entire American economy, it shifted the way white people, Black people, Asian people, Hispanic people, Native American, it shifted the, the entire, con the youth in this country shifted the entire conversation Absolutely about did. war, yeah. about politics, mm -hmm. about the way we dress, about every single thing, everything. right? everything. Everything. And so when we minimize the power of the people, when we minimize that, we're really minimizing ourselves and our own self-efficacy and our own self-power. And I ain't about that because I'm one person, like I'm a human being. But what I would say when it comes to the idea of optimism is that it really is like paying attention, but also learning to ride a bike at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you learn to ride a bike, you had somebody's hand at the back of your seat. Yeah. Yeah. And that somebody's hand may have also been at one handlebar, but you had two handlebars, two pedals, all the power. But that bigger person than you was at the back of your seat, maybe on one handlebar. And when you learned, you didn't know when they let go. Right. That yes. moment yes. of when, right before they let go, and when they let go, and you're like, oh, sweat, yo, I'm riding. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how optimism works, mm. right? Because you can't ride a bike before you can ride a bike. <laughs> That's true. That's absolutely bike, right. You know, right. it's like you just can't. You and can't. riding a bike is totally about balance, effort skill and understanding the terrain right. like if i'm going uphill i probably shouldn't learn going uphill <laughs> nah you know and so optimism is like choosing to learn it's just the 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 things that surround learning how to ride a bike right and we think oh it's not true yeah and none of this is true because once you change your mind your whole life changes Absolutely. so the thing my parents gave me that was dope is they gave me the ability to look at my life as a science project. You know, just like try it, get a hypothesis. Oh, that's what you think? Oh, okay, so just check out, see if it works, see if it's true, you know? And so as I started to think like a scientist, which is also an artist, right? As I started to think like a scientist and an artist and try new things, it cultivated different rooms in my home and then that cultivated different rooms in my space. And then that cultivated different connections with people that I knew. And mm -hmm. then the things that people really had huge problems with, we had solutions for and we're like sharing solutions, you know? And then they didn't have the problem and then we can all figure out how to share solutions together. And like, maybe it's not real and I'm fine with that, but I can, my bike rides very well. I'm, I'm flying, you know, and it. people may or may not want to, you know, it's your business. I'm just minding my business, you know, and I think that that's super important because everybody believe what they believe and don't believe what they don't believe for a special reason to them. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I would never take away that from anyone. Right. That's not my work. Right. My work is to believe and know what I know and really know what I know and test it out and get better and keep growing and keep learning and um, try things new, you know, and not be afraid. Oh, my open, God, that yeah. part. <laughs> Fear, yeah. 
Fear is the biggest. That's not biggest, the afraid part. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. you're fancy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So just not be afraid. Not be afraid. Continue to remember exactly who you are. You know, I think that if you really continue as an artist to think about, you got a gift from God. Like, you got a gift, you don't understand how you can do it. Right. You know, you don't understand how, but you can. But you can. I'm going to hit you with one more question. We I could talk to you all day We're going to so spend we gotta, more time. You, gotta, you definitely, I want you to come back to the show because we haven't even I'll touched on honored. half of the things that you do. I'll so we're just talking. I, I would love to, for you to. So the last question for you is how do we find happiness and joy? Because they're two mm. different things. How do you find happiness and joy? Mm. I think that joy can be found in each breath. And I think that happiness has light feet. Mm. It's very fleeting, right? Yeah. yeah. It's um <laughs> it's like I'll be happy the bricks of my building still together. <laughs> like, oh hey, we got a place <laughs> to live. You know, like happy about that. Or um, someone who I haven't hugged in a long time, I get to see and hug them, you know. Or I think about happiness as like creating something new or having a thought I never had before, you know. Mm. Um, I think about joy as um, like a step-by-step -step cultivation also. Kind of like when I intentionally inhale and intentionally exhale a billion times, that's my, my year you know, and look at the markers of the things that have made my year be what mm -hmm. my year has been, right? Yeah, yeah. Like when I'm able to have that bird's eye view and pull back and see, oh, this is the time that, you know, we were together with these people and this is the time that I produced this show. And, right. you know, like just, I think pulling back and being with the breath yeah. at the same time is joy, you know? And happiness is like that light-footed... <laughs> fairy that's like like it tickles you like, ah! right. that's <laughs> you beautiful i like that in your body and you're like oh my god oh my god when you hug them or um or you see something that you haven't seen or your kid does something that tickles you like before i called you got called you today uh -huh. my kids were in their room making a traveling circus like they had the music they had choreography and there was dolls swinging from <laughs> wow so they, that's 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 your happiness but you pull back and you see the span of the life and the yeah. things the markers that they've done yeah. throughout the, that's the joy that's the joy yeah you listen yeah. to new I yeah can't, i can't i can't with you i can't with you when i met you i knew it there's i've had the spark of light that you emit Please keep shining. Please keep sharing. Please keep being who you are, inspiring. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Let everybody know how they can get a hold of the book. Oh, sure. Where they can find all your information. Awesome. So I have a website. It's called tanutom.com. I can think it's dope that my name rhymes with calm. Right. <laughs> God, you're dope. Wow. Oh, uh, yeah. So T-U-N-U-T-H-O-M dot com is where you can find my book, uh, An Unexpected New Dream. Yeah. And hopefully you'll purchase it there. It's about twenty two fifty online. And um, I'm on book, Instagram. Who's the I'm book on... for? Pardon? Who's the book written for? The book is written for three to a thousand. There you so, go. The reason that I wrote this book like this is because it really, it's for adults too. Like, you know, when you're reading your kid that book and you know that the author put stuff in there for you, mm -hmm. you know? So um, this is Nina as she got older. Love it, love and it. And just, I, I was able to put a timeline in there. So like she was born when the first chocolate chip cookie was made and oh things God, like... She she started like things that were happening politically, things that were happening just all over the country, things that were happening socially. 
like when the wiz like this is all it's just a timeline from 1933 to 2003 when she was born and when she passed away but if you um, think about that span of her life that's an amazing time span it sure is it really is yeah. yeah and it's so interesting i was in paris when she passed away are you so, serious yeah yeah it was amazing oh my god so listen yeah. here that's two things okay here's the thing I, yeah i would love for you to come back for one mic night talk because one mic night talk we talk about inspirational topics we're going to talk about diversity representation we're going to talk about yes. all that stuff that's what i want you nice. to come back for please cool we know you everybody please within the sound of my voice please make sure you reach out to tunu tunutom.com is where you can find all the information yeah. get the book it's from Yay! three for three to one thousand. So all you senior <laughs> citizens, you get a copy. Get one for your niece. Get one for your grandniece. Yeah. Get one for your mama. Get one for everybody. It's a great incredible. gift. Yeah, thank you. Follow her on all the social media. You can find the links on her website. I'm following her on Twitter now. Please Instagram also. We're gonna talk about yes. your bead work next time because we I... have a chance to talk about that. Everything. Yeah. This amazing, phenomenal, powerful woman. Thank you, Marco. Please come back. The show of is course. called One Mic Night. I hope you Thank guys Thank you so much for having episode. me. Please, yes. It's our honor. Thank you. Thank An you honor so to much. Exchange. Everybody, make sure you leave a message, leave a comment down in the bottom of this episode. We're going to have all her information down in the episode notes. Click the subscribe button. Share this episode. Yes. This episode is the light of your day. Follow me at Marcos Luis, M-A-R-C-O-S-L-U-I-S. I'm on all social media. You can follow the show at One Mike Night. One Mike Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. Thank you guys all for being here. Also, make sure you click down the link below. Check out my home decor and elements of life living store. It's called I have a painting for sale, paintings for sale by the artists, like the one that's hanging up in my background. You guys already know that's by Enio Zules. So thank you guys for joining me for this episode. We will see you next time. This is One My Night Podcast. I'm out.